Welcome. Welcome to the Truth to Power Show on Radio for Brooklyn. I'm your host, VGR Nathan. And today we have a very special um, two guests, as well as our co-host. Our co-host is Colt Matt Allison. Uh, hey, welcome, Colt. Hey, good to be here. How you doing? Good, good. Um, so our first guest is Joseph O. Legospi. He is the author of The Poetry Collection Threshold in Imaggio by Kavan Carey Press and the Chapbooks Postcards by Ghostbird Press, Aviary, Bestiary, Organic Weapons Arts uh, Press, and Subways Thrush, Thrush Press. He co-founded Kundiman, uh, Kundiman.org, a national nonprofit serving writers and readers of Asian American literature. Welcome, uh, Joseph. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you. And our next guest is um, Alexander Frazi Frazenko. He is a filmmaker, writer, composer, music and movie producer, photographer, painter, designer, and co-founder of the Off Laboratory production company. Um, yeah, welcome, Alexander. Hey, thanks. Thanks so much. So the, let's just give a quick introduction to the show as well for people who may be listening for the first time. Um, you know, Radio Free Brooklyn uh, sponsored this show. And uh, it's uh, it's a show, a weekly show, a weekly talk show on Sundays at 11. And uh, the Truth Power Show plays a weekly guest or guests on the proverbial meditation cushion to engage in a thoughtful conversation at the intersection of the personal and the political. We talk to all kinds of people, and the greatest risk we tell we take is to tell our personal truth. So, um, why don't we start the conversation off just about uh, you know about yourself and your creative. Uh, Ambition. So we'll start with Joseph. Uh, Joseph, you tell us a little bit about kind of what things you're obsessed with and what themes and ideas do you find recurring in your work? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> we're starting off in a, you know, already intense question here. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, um, so in essence, you know, I'm, I'm a poet. So, you know, my obsession being language and, and poetry Um so, you know, my history is that I actually ended up in New York City um, to attend NYU, uh, the creative writing program there. So I'm a graduate of the creative writing program at NYU, um, you know, studied with many of my idols, actually, um, you know, these poets that shaped my art, uh, Sharon Olds, Philip Levine, uh, Gawe Canal, and, and also it introduced me to... Um, the city, you know, um, I ended up staying here, you know, much to my mom's heartache. She thought I was going to move back to L.A. So, um, but again, you know, those are two of my main obsessions in terms of uh, how it shaped my life. Uh, poetry and, and New York City. Um, I'm just really in love with this um, with this place. And it brought me community, it brought me uh, friends, it brought me peers. Um, and it was an essential component of my identity um, as a poet, as a, a hyphenated American, as an immigrant as well. Uh, I live in Jackson Heights, Queens, which, you know, as people know, it's one of the most diverse, if not the most diverse uh, place in uh, the city, if not the country. Um, so, yeah, those are two primary things uh, for me. Um, uh -huh. In terms of the poetry, I 
teach as well. I teach at Fordham and I teach at NYU. Uh, I work for the Pulitzer Prizes at Columbia University. Um, that's like my day job. And I started Kundiman, as you mentioned uh, in the introduction, which is a nonprofit uh, that serves writers and readers of Asian American literature. So again, uh, these are components of, of uh, uh, manifestation, I would say, also my love uh, of language and poetry and community. Thank you. Thank you. It's so interesting you mentioned manifestation, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that hopefully soon. But uh, first, I just want to get Alexander in there to talk a little bit about, you know, you've done a lot of work, uh, video production, as well as poetry and movie yeah. and music. So much manifestation work going on there. So tell us, and also you're just releasing a, a new poetry collection called Happy Lovers. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that work and, uh, and your work in general, yeah. Yeah, uh, Happy Lovers is my uh, third uh, book in the U.S., uh, uh, it contains uh, poetry I written uh, in ten hours, uh, t- uh, ten years. Sorry, <laughs> actually I can't do it in ten hours, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, it is translated by uh, Olena Jennings and Yuri Tarnowski, uh which I'm grateful they did it. Uh, it is uh, published by uh, Poets of Queens. Uh, so uh, it contains uh, uh, some of uh, new uh, uh, poetry series uh, that actually is Happy Lovers and uh, uh, part of my uh, novel uh, called Sandy Dies. Uh, uh, your question was about uh, what uh, what is it for me, right? Uh, what, yeah, what, what, what poetry is uh, for me? I think the the poetry is uh, like se- self therapy uh, uh, in the first place, and uh, 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 the poetry is a tool uh, that you can uh, use for uh, exploring yourself and finding uh, who you actually are. Uh, and 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 it's a useful tool. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I do. That's really great. I really like the themes of coming out here. You know, manifesting as well as uh, you know, kind of therapeutic aspects of poetry mm-hmm. writing. Hey, hey Vijay, yeah. how do you how do you define manifestation? I, I've heard that term a long time. A lot of times, but I don't actually know what it means. Really. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we get uh, Joseph back in there to tell us a little bit more about manifestation work and and how he interprets that? Yeah. How do, I'm sorry, can you, can you repeat that question again? How do you interpret manifestation work? How, what does manifestation mean? You mentioned manifestation, oh, you said, yeah. In, term, in terms of, uh, like, poetic or community? Or? Yeah, community, or just in terms of, like, uh, my understanding is that when you said goals for yourself and you're kind of creating opportunities for yourself, but perhaps you meant something different, like manifestation meaning, like, you know, you visualize, this is what I want with my life, and you're kind of manifesting that, you're creating it, in reality, like from the imagination to reality, but maybe you meant something different from right, manifestation. Right, right. Yeah. 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 So even, so, um, first of all, you know, shout out to the poets of Queens. I mean, they're doing such an amazing job. And, yeah, and I guess one of the great things about Queens, she moving here from, you know, from Manhattan, um, there is this like really solid community of, of creatives here. Um, so as soon as I moved into Queens, Queens, actually, first Sunnyside, now Jackson Heights. Um, there's just like a, a an 
initial, like immediate sense of, of belonging. So I'm really happy to hear that, you know, that Alexander as well. But uh, so in terms of manifestation, I mean, the thing is, I'm not supposed to be a poet, right? Because I'm, you know, an immigrant. I'm a son of, the, of an immigrant. Um, you know, when we moved to the United States in 1984, uh, the Philippines was basically, I mean, it was in turmoil, right? You know, uh, I was basically born under martial law and I lived under Marcos uh, all my life. And then we immigrated to the United States. And, you know, we were like in survival mode, right? Um, and that's what, you know, immigrants' family do. We kind of get together we, and we basically pursue the most practical things. Um, but there's just like this creative impulse in me. I've always been like this kind of dreamy, creative kid, you know? Like I drew, I I, I, I dance, you know, I, I, I acted in plays, et cetera, et cetera. So there's always been this, this impulse to express myself, you know? And um, so English actually is my second language, you know? Um, so, but I, taking, you know, English classes, even back in elementary school, I just felt like such an affinity to it. And then I ended up, you know, moving to the United States. Um, and with that, uh, you know, fell in love with, with, with English, you know, as, as a form of expression. And it, of course, does not escape me that, you know, what I'm using, you know, is the tool of, of a colonizer, right? You know, uh, America was actually in, in the Philippines for, you know, some years um, and established the educational system there. Um, so in terms of like manifestation, for one, you know, this, this kind of love and proficiency in, in English, right, in the language, in writing the language, in speaking the language. Um, and then more about that, uh, you know, it's, it's moving to New York City and applying, you know, going to, to graduate school to pursue poetry, which is such a luxurious thing. But in order for me to enable to do that, I needed to make sure that I got a scholarship, right? Mm -hmm. That's another form of manifestation. Uh, but once you graduate from an MFA program like that, you realize as a person of color, this is back in like, you know, the mid 90s. There's no system for you out there, like there's no support. Um, and I just happened to have met through creative circles, uh, Sarah Gambito, who is now the director of creative writing at Fordham University. But back then we were, you know, lonely uh, meandering souls in New York City wanting community. And so I, I often tell people that we co-founded and created Kandiman out of loneliness, right? Mm. Um, we, we felt lost, you know, we felt lonely, but we also imagined that we're not the only ones feeling this way. Like we, we have a sense that there's a, an emptiness and a, a hole needing to be filled out there uh, and we just went for it and so the practical part of it was that um, you know Sarah was working for one of the internet companies back then that's now defunct and she sold her stocks <laughs> so in order for us to actually 
host the first Kudiman retreat at the University of Virginia back in 2004. So it's just like, and, and we volunteered for how many years, you know, staffing the retreat and making this organization, um, which is 17 years strong now, um, what it is now, basically. You know, we, we uh, did the incorporation. Because there's like this boring practical stuff, you know, like uh, getting a nonprofit together. And then, you know, now 17 years, you know, uh, we have all these fellows, some 200 of them, uh, that we've nurtured, um, that are um, publishing books, you know, yeah. and, and getting profession, you know, jobs at university, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Um, but that's like my long-winded answer. <laughs> yeah, and also I, I heard a little bit about like moving from survival mode into kind of a place of establishing yourself and establishing community and establishing, um, you know, real roots in the in the idea and, and and giving space, like Alexander was saying about therapy and about self therapeutics, it's like the idea of therapy is about giving space to all these different uh, possibilities. You know, kind of creating space for the emotions to come out, creating space for our reactions to things, and and be able to um, give a kind of honorific to that, and like going into the to to how um, you know community can help heal and the healing properties of community and stuff. So I'll go back to Alexander about therapy and about self therapy mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more into that and a little bit more into how um you know how even in the community and even in um writing how creativity mm-hmm. can be give a space for emotions you know how how can that happen uh some time ago I realized that uh, uh that uh, uh all the uh, art forms are uh uh the thing that makes us people but uh, uh uh putting us away from uh from uh our nature you know yeah it's because uh, uh, uh if you're in nature you uh, don't need anything because you have everything mm. uh, so you just live and you don't don't strive don't want something bigger you know because because uh, the machine works perfect mm. and 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 then something clicks uh, something happened with uh, this uh, i don't know let's say monkey and uh, <laughs> and we started, and we started to uh, to uh, uh, look for something else you know yeah. uh, uh, and we went uh, north uh, to the uh, cold weather uh, and 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 then we started to uh, uh, feel some ideas in our heads <laughs> and it, it, it causes uh, the this pr- process of uh, uh, becoming a human uh, still I guess so uh, 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 everything we can we, we, we can uh, we can do uh, it's to to uh, come back uh, to the nature and yeah. and, and this uh, tool uh, of art uh, is uh, like the thing uh, can help us. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, you you feel like you you cannot uh, uh, stand in this uh, world uh, around you, and you trying to to find uh, you you you're trying to to do anything you can, even create another world to live in you know mm. that's uh, that's art i guess 
Uh, and uh, uh, the main thing is uh, to realize that uh, it is fictional and you can live in the real world. And and then when you realize that you 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 don't need to uh, to like uh, to write anything because because uh, because you feel that that uh, you're whole with the world, you know. Well, uh, yeah, it's touching a lot of themes of like yeah. consciousness evolution and mm-hmm. you know kind of the return to nature, return to our inner natures, as well as uh, you know kind of the the. Yeah, I mean, the purity of consciousness, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, Joseph, what are your thoughts on your own writing and how you, it may be self-therapy or it might be therapeutic or it might be kind of return to that element of pure consciousness? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree in terms of, like, you know, uh, my my poetry, you know, and, and I, I would assume also art in general has this aspect uh, of, you know, uh, like kind of like a therapeutic, uh, you know, outcome, right? Um, that's why we do it, right? That's why we express art because there's something within us, uh, that we need to, uh, let out or express or figure out. Um, and I tell my students this as well because this applies to me when I'm writing. Um, I write because, and maybe I would begin this way. Uh, that I have a quote unquote idea, you know, but, you know, from years of writing, I try not to have ideas, uh, get the best of me in a way. Cause, you know, what I tell my students and what I tell myself is the act of writing is an act of discovery. So if you know where a poem or a piece of art is heading, uh, when you know, uh, where it's going to drop, then, that piece of poetry or whatever has already failed because mm-hmm. there's no discovery, right? So if there's no discovery for the artist, for the poet, there's no discovery for the reader. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I would approach my writing uh, and, you know, of course, you know, I've been doing this for God, you know, like almost 30 years now, not even counting, you know, like, this really bad uh, acrostics <laughs> I did or, you know, like the, the prom poems, you know, in high school. Yeah. Um, but it definitely it's me, you know, I, I tend to be an autobiographical writer, uh, more so when I was also a younger poet. Um, so it's, it's me trying to figure things out in my life, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, being an immigrant, being a queer person, uh, you always, you always feel othered, you know, you're like the other, uh, you're like the in-between. Um, so, you know, there's just a lot of that. It's a lot of bridging, you know, what, how I see myself and how others see me, you know, trying to figure that out, trying to figure out the complexities of like my mother, you know, the complexities of my father, you know, um, mm-hmm. family, you know, I write a lot about family. Um, I write a lot about masculinity and sexuality and, um, you know, these really complex things that, um, that I'm still figuring out, you know, uh, I'm nearly 50, but you know, there's, there's a lot in this world that we, we, we don't know yet that I don't know yet. So, um, 
Yeah, I've been journaling this year. That. I've been journaling this year as like, you know, just trying to write memoir type things. And it is kind of therapeutic because you look at a situation you had and you other memories come up and it, it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, I think it is good to do that once in a while, you know, just to, to figure out your own past, you know. Yeah, and suddenly you realize how much you look like your father or your mother, you know, and 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 and, and, and then you, yeah, and then you think, uh, uh, well, uh, do I want it? Uh, but but it, it is it is true. So uh, how can I deal with it, and uh, how can I uh, like mutate this feeling, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, like all my life, I feel like I'm I've been trying to, you know like escape my family and it, it's you know it's a very conscious thing you know like i left la right you know i moved out you know i'm like three thousand miles away but then you know it, it's like a circle then now that you right. know, i'm at this age i'm like oh shit i'm like my dad <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like it you cannot escape it you know but then you also but you're at this point in your life that you're actually you know, you you can deal with it, right? You're you're embracing it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh you have an understanding of it. You're you have an understanding of those people that are in your life and how they shape you. Yeah, those yeah. people in those circles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have like intergenerational um you know, legacies that we're we're carrying and sometimes even trauma that we're carrying that we're trying to heal, mm-hmm. that we're trying to negotiate. We're trying to negotiate both the gifts and the And the trauma of, mm. of our of our families, you know, the gifts being that mm. you know we're, we're able to gain so much from the perspectives and the insights of our of our family, but at the same time, that intergenerational trauma. Maybe we can comment on a little bit about how uh, our nationalities or how our origins kind of comment on that. And and uh, you know, Alexander also like he translates, he writes in Ukrainian, and then. Uh, as you mentioned, Elena mm-hmm. uh, translates it. So we have like a, um, a duality is there as well of in language as well as, as Joseph, you know, we mentioned his second language. Um, so if anyone wants to jump in there with kind of intergenerational mm-hmm. uh, trauma or anything, yeah. Yeah, because c- uh, uh, in Ukraine, uh, where I'm from, uh, originally, uh, uh, they think that... Uh, you should be only Ukrainian, you know? Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you are uh, trying to uh, write something in uh, the other language, it's like you're a traitor, you know? So, uh, uh, and and uh, there was a dilemma for me uh, when I first came to the U.S. in uh, 2015, because uh, 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 I started to, to feel that uh, my thoughts are becoming... Uh, uh flow in english not in ukrainian and and i and i started to uh write something in english uh and uh it, it was like why why am i doing it because uh. <laughs> i gotta be ukrainian you know yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, the, th- the the second thing uh, uh i realized that uh having a ukrainian uh code ukrainian language in your mouth is like uh have some something uh no one can understand and you can uh like uh you, you can be uh invisible and naked <laughs> at the same time you know because yeah. uh, you can write something uh, on your phone at the subway and uh no one can read it <laughs> 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 <You know? Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah. And uh, uh, and then uh, my friend from Chicago uh, said to me, if you have uh, some problem in the middle of a room and uh, you have uh, 20 people uh, speaking uh, one language, then you, you then you have uh, uh, like uh, uh, one way to solve this problem. And if you have uh, 20 people uh, people speaking different languages you have 20 ways to solve this problem so i so i get that uh yeah so uh the language is a tool uh, that you use uh, for your purposes so uh uh another language is another tool that uh, like uh gives you more opportunities to 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 work with yeah good good that's really great yeah go ahead joseph Can I interject? Uh, can you talk about? I'm really interested in, in translation uh-huh. as well. I've never done it, but I have friends who are translators, um, and I, I love when translators talk about their translation work. Can, can you mm-hmm. speak a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, I guess uh, the main thing for translation is uh, uh, to be almost the same person that you are translating. Mm. Because uh, if not, uh, you cannot uh, like grab the uh, the the style, the 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 goal that uh, the author wanted to to bring up, you know. So uh, uh, I used to translate uh, 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 John Rochester, the uh, 17th century uh, English poet. I used to oh, translate wow. uh, Jim Morrison. Actually, uh, uh, in oh, 2013, okay. I made uh, the the first uh, Ukrainian book of uh, Jim Jim Morrison. Yeah, the Doors are one of my favorite bands. <laughs> yeah, I love the Doors. Yeah, yeah. Woman. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. That's awesome. So, so you know, uh, I like uh, uh, just felt the connection with those uh, poets. Uh, like I, I could, I've could uh, uh, written the same uh, thing. Uh, but uh, they did it before me, so uh, you know, so I can just translate it and uh, 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 evaporate that uh, that uh, knowledge, you know. Thank you. Yeah, and translating is such a good process. Like one of my favorite artists, Haruki Murakami, and it, you read it, you don't even realize it was written in Japanese at first. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like this is a really good skill that's improved the last. You know, a few decades, I think. But actually, uh, I find it difficult to uh, translate my own work because uh, uh, it felt like uh, uh, fit uh, something in in the wrong pocket. You know, uh, it, it's much easier to uh, write something new in uh, just uh, in English from scratch. Uh, uh, and I I don't know how Elena translates uh, my poems and uh, prose because. Uh, she's like she, she's a different person than I am. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but sometime uh, I, uh, I I I I just uh, feel that uh, she does not uh, get all the things I put in there. Uh, but uh, in this collaboration, uh, I, I guess uh, the uh, the it it works uh, perfect because. Uh, It, it's like a, a black and white uh, uh, together. It 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 makes the the whole thing, you know. Uh, yeah. And, do, um, do you see it? As, do you see it as a separate work then? Hmm? Like even 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 
do you see it as a separate work? I mean, the you know the poems that you translated, mm -hmm. also translations of your own work. Do you you know how it is like when when like let's say a novel is turned into a movie? Mm -hmm. You know, you have to like separate the two because you know they're two different yeah. mediums. Do, do, do you do that as well? No, uh, you know, I feel uh, that uh, no matter form uh, those thoughts used. Uh, it, it is the same for me, you know, uh, mm. film, music, uh, no matter, uh, is it is a, a string quartet or some rap song, uh, it feels the same for me, uh, in the core. Yeah. Um, yeah, yesterday they did a, a reading, uh, Alex and Elena, and it was really interesting. They, they, they read parts of it in, in both languages and it was mm -hmm. a really nice reading. So you should plug if you're doing a reading soon <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's really good to hear the the musicality of the language in uh, ukrainian although it's, i don't speak it i was able to pick up on the rhymes and the, mm -hmm. and the musicality of it and then hearing it again in english uh was interesting to hear kind of the differences in the just in the sonically mm -hmm. how how it's because it, when it was translated uh some of the sonic languages some of the sonic resonance had to be discarded but um But it emerged for me, at least, as a different. I mean, obviously, I don't, and and fully understand the Ukrainian, but at the same time, it emerged for me as a different piece, as like a unique. And mm -hmm. I was able to get the thought, yeah, because you know, behind cause it, because yeah. it's because uh, there is a music, and in music there is text, and you know, it it, it is all about the same things. Yeah. So um, yeah, so Joseph talking about musicality and such, and. Uh, And, and how you, you know, how the different languages, uh, that your original language, uh, I guess, um, what was your, what was your original language? Is it Tagalog or no, right? Tagalog, yes. Uh -huh. Tagalog, you know, yeah. Okay. So tell us a little about, uh, about how, how in your own work, how that transition in languages and musicality and all that. Yeah. I, I, I actually have never written at least creatively in Tagalog, which is a pity, you know, I wish, I wish I did. Um, and of course, you know, having lived here for nearly what, like 30 years, um, I've lost a lot of it. Right. Mm. Um, and even, even, um, in terms of speaking Tagalog, right. I, I, at times I would just go to Woodside, you know, just to speak it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but, you know, you, you literally, I, I would literally feel my tongue twisting, you know, yeah. um, when I go home, <laughs> when I go home, my mom would poke fun of me, you know, but, yeah. um, but the interesting thing though, was when I actually, I did a Fulbright in the Philippines in 2015 and actually even before then, like 2007, I, I traveled to the Philippines after 23 years, you know, I finally went back as an adult and, When I was there, when I was immersed there, I mean, it came back, of course, you know. Um, but but speaking a language is also very different from writing a language. Um, so I don't know if, if any of that. Um, and I think what Alexander was also thinking, what was was saying earlier, was when you know when 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 you start thinking in another language apart from your own. You know, it, it's it's sometimes it's, it's it's a terrifying thing sometimes. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah, also right. it's a sad thing, right? Because you feel like something is being lost, and something is being lost, right? 
it's a continuum, I think. It's an ongoing thing. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like Tagalog is so multisyllabic, right? There's such a, a staccato, at least the, the form, like formal, formal high Tagalog is very like, da 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 Like, it's very long and it's very long-winded. Um, and there's a beauty to that. Um, but I don't know if that, I don't know if that translated in terms of my writing in English, just because I don't think in Tagalog anymore, which is sad. I, I, I think in English now. Mm. Can you please uh, say something in your native language? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, um, Uh, oh my God! Okay, let, let me say. <laughs> um, maganda yung babae, which means uh, that woman is beautiful. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. Thank you. And that's very simple. Tsajinka krasiva. That's the same in Ukrainian. <laughs> can, can you say it again? Tsajinka krasiva. That's Ukrainian, the same thing. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. So, uh, sorry, listeners, this is the Truth of Power Show and Ready for Brooklyn. We're here with Alexander Frazzi Frazinko and uh, Joseph Legaspi and our co-host Colt Matt Allison. Um, so we're discussing about a little bit about, uh, you know, kind of various kinds of methodologies and uh, gained in translation maybe might be the title of the episode, like gained in gained in worldviews or what we gain in the in the process of um, of translating both the, the cultural identity as well as the kind of the communication, that communion between various identities, various modalities of thinking. And, and the you know, as Alexander was saying, there's some kind of thought or inspiring uh, consciousness, mm -hmm. emerging consciousness within different forms that sustains itself, you know, like in its various incarnations, if you will. So, um, you know, it's like we're like kind of, We're like a consciousness that uh, evolved out of uh, specific set of causes and conditions. Then we're kind of manifesting in different ways, but we're maintaining a connection with that original consciousness. And that's why poetry kind of returns us to that pure consciousness or that pure idea, giving space for all our emotions, giving space for all of our feelings and all that and, and, and circumstances. And then we're able to return to pure consciousness, I think, is the seems to be the objective here, right? Yeah. Just came up uh, with an analogy then uh, uh, that uh, uh, you used to uh, take a fork uh, and eat, and then suddenly you need to take uh, Chinese sticks, and, yeah. and, and you tr and you're trying to to eat the same food, uh, yeah. but, but you cannot, you know. So yeah. so you you, you got to try some Chinese food then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the chopsticks and all that kind of thing. It's like, you know, different ways of, but the food remains, yeah, yeah. I guess, the the essential thing, yeah. That's the good thing about New York. It's so diverse. Like, you can, when a pandemic is opening up, like, things are opening up, and it's like, you can literally have food from all over the world in, like, Queens and New York. You know, I've lived yeah. here since 2004, and that's one thing, the diversity, like, yeah, I'm just, like, a white guy from Ohio, but the New York is so, so great, you know? Yeah, yeah, New York, especially Queens has... So much to offer in regards to um, community, in regards to uh, immigrant communities, and 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 the various flavors of of the world. 
You know, it's a very diverse and, place, yeah. Right, and the fusion stuff, right, you know? Yeah, people are doing some that. amazing things with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love. Yeah. You know? It's like uh, it's like a whole new thing, a whole new world of uh, of bringing together the cultures and, and, and the mix and the and the learning from different areas, learning from different parts of the world and all that, yeah. Create a whole new, a whole new thing in some ways, mm-hmm. you know. But um, yeah, yeah. So uh, talk, now, um, does anybody want to? Justin, did you want to read a piece of your work or? I'm sorry. Would oh, you like to read something? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't. Oh, sorry, anything. sorry. Um, no, if you have anything on hand, otherwise we'll. Uh, do you want to go first, Alexander? Do you have anything handy? Or- okay, okay, again. Okay, so I'm going to read from the uh, freshly published book, Happy Lovers, You Can Buy It Everywhere, uh, book are sold. So um, it is, yeah, yeah, it is published by uh, Poets of Queens and translated by Olena Jennings and Yuri Tarnowski. Uh, and I'll I'll do uh, one of the uh, oldest poems in this book. Uh, this is a hunting for tigers you can't see. This is a long avenue lined with empty chests. I believe in the abyss and I'm drawn to the country where the throats of birds would be full of sand and in the summer. And in the winter, rivers freeze to the very bottom and fish don't grow old until the spring. I carry the opera over here brick by brick. I have enough time for that. Be mine, be mine to the very end. Be mine, music is all sand. My throat is full of sand. My windpipe is with of grain of sand. I breathe with my fingers, so put your arms around me. There is a Mongolian stain in the sky. You come back. Your hair is full of water. You're soaked with rain. Nothing unusual will happen today. We lie down to sleep and the birds fall silent. We hear voices of strangers down below, in the courtyard, far away. Thank you. And you want, if you want to read the same one in Ukrainian. Oh, like read, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, read the same thing, same piece in Ukrainian so you can get a sense sure. of the... the uh, The residence, yeah. Це полювання на тигрів, яких не видно. Це довга алея з порожніми скринями. Я вірю в провалля, і мене манить країна, де літом у птахів були б горла повні піску. А зимою ріки примерзають до дна, і риби не старіють аж до весни. Я переношу сюди оперу по цеглині. В мене є вдосталь часу для цього. Будь моєю, будь моєю до кінця. Будь моєю, музика в пісках, моє горло повне піску, моя трахея звужена до розміру піщини, я дихаю пальцями, тож обійми мене. Монгольська пляма у небі, ти повертаєшся, в твоєму волосі вода, ти намокла під дощем. Сьогодні не буде нічого незвичного, ми лягаємо спати і замовкають птахи. Ми чуємо голоси незнайомих людей внизу, у подвір'ї, десь дуже далеко. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Very good. That was really great. Yeah. So beautiful. Oh my God. Thanks a lot. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm, I'm ready. All right. Great, great. Let's go to Justin now. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to hear Alexander first. I mean, that's really, yeah. really, really lovely, lovely work. Um, this is a poem from my last book uh, called Threshold. Uh, it's called Dispel the Angel. Lately, his loneliness has sprouted wings. It hovers above his darkened head like a desecrated angel. It clouds his eyes with the cream of nostalgia. It is the ghostly geyser of the spouting steam when the kettle boils for his private tea. In bed, walled up under the sheets, an echoing cove of limbs, he thinks of Orpheus, if only he could have contained his forlorn love for Eurydice and not turn back. Such a gulf, sad bereavement. Recently, he's gotten into the habit of talking to himself, at first in front of the foggy mirror while shaving, the blade scraping off lather to reveal his translucent face. But now, often, he talks in movie theaters, public gardens, on the corner of Houston and Lenlo. At dinner, he discusses Magritte and Hopper with his duck a l'orange. The salt and pepper shakers can-can for him. Later, he says to the lamp, I haven't been touched in weeks. He senses he's transcended the loneliness of the inanimate, of empty corridors, of solitary light illuminating a house on a stretch of highway in daytime, of wet matches, rotten fruit, and dust. On a summer's morning, he then dispels the sullied angel from his shower, makes an appointment at his neighborhood salon where the shampoo girl will fiatsu his erogenous scalp with her thin fingers. Soon after, on the subway, sitting next to a man, their arms touch, heat traveling by the wires of their hair, then rub slowly against one another like the friction of the earth. That's it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Very beautiful. Good. Beautiful. Beautiful. And both of you seem to have like a kind of sensuality in your work. Uh-huh. I think it's very, very nice. Very mm-hmm. beautiful. And it really touches with the body and the somatics of the body and, and all this kind of stuff. And then, uh, good imagery too. You have imagery, like yeah. objects that you can, yeah, you can. really latch on to really, really, um, you know, feel in your body, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the moment. Right. And, and, and that's what's again, you know, great about poetry too. It's like, you know, um, like you know, like this this play within the bodily, right, and and the you know the the spiritual and the sacred as well, right. So yeah. you're, you're kind of juggling these things, and how you know one kind of kind of comes forth from the other, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Like the sensuality is also part of the sanctity of things. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I sense that as well. Like the kind of the sacredness of. Of sensuality or the sacredness of the body and sacredness of the, of the, you know, the kind of the way when people brush against each other, how the kind of things that come, 
come up in the body and all this kind of thing. Yeah, really great. Um, so yeah, what else is on your minds? And then we have like about we have a few more minutes. I'll quickly do some announcements. Um, Ready for Brooklyn is a community nonprofit. Um, we're here to listener sponsored radio. You're listening to Truth the Power Show and Ready for Brooklyn. Uh, your support helps us keep us going. So if you'd like to um, support us, please go to radioforbrooklyn.org slash, um, slash donate, I believe. Um, uh, you can also, uh, yeah, radioforbrooklyn.org slash donate. There you can find great t-shirts, mugs, and other swag. We'd like to send you to say thanks. You can always use your phone to text RFB123 to 44321. It only takes a moment to be able to use your digital wallet for your donation. Finally, if you shop on Amazon, you can go to amazon.com slash smile and register ready for Brooklyn as a nonprofit which support. When you do your percentage of sales, will go to RFB and it'll cost you nothing. And please remember, Ready for Brooklyn is sponsored in part by ProCare Biomedical Repair, offering little or to no medical, low cost medical braces. More information is available at 844-598-6639. So if you're interested in finding out more, you can call that number, 844-598-6639 for ProCare Biomedical Repair. Uh, and, um, yeah. And then also finally, if you're in front of your computer listening, you can free yourself up by downloading the, uh, the apps for iPhone or Android available at the app store for iPhone and Google play store for Android. Uh, please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at readyforbrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Great, great. So yeah, it's just, uh, and that underlines the idea of community and, 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 uh, and kind of returning to the idea of community, returning to the idea of kind of supporting each other and supporting our work. So, uh, yeah. And also, um, you know, I, I, we published, uh, one of Alexander's poems in, uh, Nine Cloud Journal issue one. We just released Nine Cloud Journal issue two is in May. So you guys can look that up. Uh, listeners can look that up and on Amazon, uh, Nine Cloud Journal, which is a, a resource that I've, uh, I've started exploring in the pandemic. So we can talk a little bit as we start to wind down. We start a little bit of the pandemic and how it affected you in your writing practice, and um, and and in what way did what gift or what uh, what gift did you get out of it, or or how what are you how are you negotiating the the return to normal? I guess there was uh, F five uh, reload uh, the system. Yeah, <laughs> of myself. The matrix, right? Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Matrix, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, the process uh, completed uh, successfully, and uh, and I feel like a n- new man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> writing is such a solitary activity most of the time. So it's it like, people did write, you know. Cause yeah, it was a solitary. Thing. You have to to create. You kind of do it by yourself exactly, first before exactly. you share it to co- the community. Yeah, it's a good time to retreat and kind of refresh. But Joseph, what was your experience of the pandemic? Um, I actually initially had a hard time with it just because I'm such a social person, you know, uh, and being kind of quote unquote trapped, you know, in a, in a box, um, yeah. was really tough. Uh, and also being, you know, being in the epicenter of things, right. Being in Queens was really, um, heartbreaking, you know, because the sirens are, um, continuous, um, you know, you, you, you feel, you feel for the community. You know, I, I live near Elmer's hospital as well. So, yeah. um, but as, you know, as, as, you know, as the pandemic progressed, you know, you just, you yourself just has to like, you just have to move onward. Um, and what really actually saved me, I think was, um, I was teaching a class online 
um, I had an NYU class, um, and actually a Fordham class, you know, the, the, the semester after. And I was dreading it. You know, that was my first time, especially the first semester, uh, fall of 2020. Um, it was my first time teaching online, you know, teaching remotely. But my students were phenomenal. I mean, it was probably the best class I've ever had. Um, I think because we were also on the same boat. Um, and we managed to actually, we felt connected to each other. Um, so I was really happy that I managed to do that. Like, like my students really felt as if there was um, a, con- a really genuine connection between them, uh, not only through, you know, poetry, but through just general camaraderie, you know, between them. Um, so I was really thankful for those classes, you know. Um, as for my own work, I actually wrote some prose pieces, you know. Um, so, th- so those were very helpful. Um, and and I-, I didn't really start writing poetry until maybe... I don't know, six, seven months into after the lockdown, you know. Um, and those are all very fragmented. Um, and and I, I kind of refer to them as fragments. So these like, so they're like these prose poetry pieces. And I still don't know what to do with them. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's all the, the flash fiction market. There's all, all sorts of things for that if they're like really short. You know, that's yeah, prose. yeah. Uh, and actually, the, the class that I taught also uh, at Fordham in spring of 2021 um, um, was a, a prose poetry slash flash fiction class. And I think that's also, you know, what propelled me to, 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 to write these. And, you know, I've written post poems, you know, for a while now. I actually have a chapbook of, of, of all prose poetry. But, nice, um, nice. But yeah, I, I, I like I like the form because again it lends itself to you know the the, the poetic craft, but also the the the, the, the prose sensibility as well. Uh, I think with the pandemic, you know, you need both. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the class you taught that that might have been important for the students too because everyone was going through their own trauma, so it's probably. Maybe that's why it was exactly. the best class because they 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 needed it at that time. Yeah, and Alexander, exactly. and Alexander, if you tell us a little bit about your experience of the pandemic as well, what was what was your experience of it, or how did you did you do any uh, a lot of the writing in that during that time? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, happy lovers. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> that's the yeah. thing I did uh, uh, during the pandemic. Uh, uh, so. Um, but uh, I don't really uh, uh, struggle uh, not seeing people, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so it, it was totally fine for me. And uh. even it, it was uh, uh, exciting for me to to walk the uh, lonely streets uh, and uh, uh, all the uh, grocery stores and uh, malls uh, were empty, and it was like. Um, uh, uh, such a, a different uh, feel to it, you know. Uh, so, so it, it it was fun for me, uh, and that's it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. As we start to wind down, I may maybe I'll play a little bit from because uh, 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 Alexander has shared a track 
So I'll keep uh, just one line, but uh, we'll play a quick track uh, from three minute track from uh, or a few minutes from the three minute track from Alexander uh, Frazefrazenko. Okay. All right. Cool. cool. Thank you, thank you. So that was a yeah. track, uh, "Happy Birthday Party" by uh, Francis Franzenko, which you can find at the Leave on YouTube Music, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, everywhere, yeah. Yeah, streaming yeah, yeah. everywhere. My newest album, uh, "Birthday Party." Good, good. And then uh, also, Joseph, you tell us where we can follow you and uh, where we can find out more information about your upcoming, any upcoming projects coming up. Um. Well, I don't have a website. Oh, okay. <laughs> so- is there any way to? Uh, it, yeah. Um, God, see, it's so funny because I'm not even on social media anymore. Like Facebook, I'm no longer there. Uh, but what I'm working on now is I just finished my my third um, manuscript. So that's you know. Oh, um, great, great! Congratulations! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's that's 
out there trying to find a home. Uh, and I'm also working on a, on a chapbook, actually, on, on, on the fragments, um, on the pandemic nice. uh, fragments that I, I mentioned earlier. Um, but yeah, I mean, not being in social media is actually really heavenly for me. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like sure, sure. It's a conscious choice. Yeah, 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 sure. Tunnel vision. Yeah, it, it brings a brings down a kind of uh, as you, as Alexander saying, uh, tunnel vision, and like you know, be able to you know, kind of be more in the moment. I think without kind of always checking social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm only on Instagram, which I love because it's you know, I just love photos. Yeah, yeah, me as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't miss Facebook at all. Yeah. All right. So uh, just want to remind listeners, uh, we are every Sunday at uh, 11 a.m. So any final thoughts as we start to wind down? We have a few more minutes left. Any final thoughts? Any going away to leave listeners with? Just uh, thanks thanks a lot for in- inviting me here because uh, that's a great show, I guess. Uh, I think, uh, I feel it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, uh, it, it is a great show, Alexander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. It is. I experienced it. <laughs> yeah. So thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate this conversation. It's been really great to have you both here. And to talk a little bit about community, talk a little bit about the process, the creative process, all this kind of stuff. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, thank you guys. Right. Thanks, thanks, VJ. Thanks, Alex. But thank thanks. Yeah, let's see. Um, well, we still have two minutes. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I can play. I think I have another one of these tracks over here. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up. Um, yeah, yeah. We have about a minute left. So I'll play a little bit more of uh, Alexander's uh, music. Let's do it. Yeah. The Google Drive, I believe, yeah. Okay. Let's go. 